Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. This podcast is here to shake up the way you think about basically everything from health, beauty, entrepreneurship, and whether you're loving the newest trends. These ladies are here to prove that it's always better when salt and pepper come together. So here are your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. A really great piece of advice that I've learned along my career is to echo other women. If there's another woman in the room, echo the other women. Like take a stop and say, oh my gosh, Olivia, that was a great idea. Like, I really glad, I'm so glad you said this. We can do that in our podcast space. We can do that in the influencer space, right? When we highlight real experiences and like real like brand opportunities that come up where we know they're being lowballed, we're able to like highlight and like show, hey, if you're experiencing this, this is not because a brand doesn't value you. They're literally just trying to like get the most content out of the smallest amount that they can pay, right? Hi, Shakers. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper podcast. We're here to shake up your freaking Tuesday, apparently. <laughs> I'm Olivia. And I'm Lisa. And what are we talking about today? That's today? our that's our new intro is me reminding you what you're supposed to do in the intro. Oh, and today we're talking about, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Um, today we have um, two guests. It is the Content Creatives podcast with Emmalyn and Maddie. It was so good. I love it. It was just, you know, talking about transparency and, um, you know, how to grow your platform and just how they got into it. Just girls being girls, Just you know? girls, you know, hanging out, chilling. Yeah, it was fun. We, yeah, we were wanting to talk to them um, like a year ago, but then the pandemic happened. They were getting married, not getting married, getting married, not getting married. Um, <laughs> not, not, don't confuse it with getting divorced. Oh, Just oh, not, oh, oh. Just not being able to get married. They're both married now. <laughs> Happy ending. To um, so, so the same person. Oh, that's even more confusing. <laughs> um, and they started a podcast and it's all about teaching influencers um, to, I mean, influence, to influence. Well, not even just that starting in the influencer space, how much you charge, how much people are making, um, the best ways to start on TikTok. So basically everything like even I've been in this space for a long time and I was listening to their podcast and I'm like, oh, I don't do that. Or, oh, that's such a good idea. So, really? yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of things like we talk a lot on the show about how we wear many hats like us as podcasters and influencers like you don't just listen to this podcast. I'm so sorry I heard you say mini hats. Mini hats. Tiny little minuscule hats. Weensy hats. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But you know it's like it's it's easy to take something at face value and listen to a podcast and be like well that's it. It's like well no. Who's doing the photos? Who's editing? How does how much of this goes into it? Same with influencers. Like she was even saying I, I didn't even think of this like hair and makeup. Like normal magazines you would hire a hair and makeup person but like influencers or content creators in this space they're all in one and so you do it all yeah and so they really talk about that they talk about working together as women having other jobs I mean Maddie has a nine-to-five plus this plus something else Mm -hmm. I'm like dude like you just have they have so much going on so it was really fun had high blood pressure so she well 
and now she luckily gets to do this as a full-time job which yeah. is amazing and she's so loving no it. more high so blood pressure you guys will get so much out of it yes lots of advice and we are going to be on their podcast in a little bit as well so that's going to be really fun so make sure we'll put everything in the links down below um but i guess what do we need to do our we haven't even done our intro no we haven't okay so uh what's Let's your current obsession it. my current obsession is we finally had our anniversary date night yay it was amazing it was so fun i just felt like I don't know ever since moving there's just so much that's been going on Zav hasn't been able to relax because everything around him is just chaotic and he learned how to relax in the midst of craziness and it was Good. just fun and enjoyable is and your silver sweet. lining or your current obsession I, can we wrap it up into both. one because I have one that's wrapped into one <laughs> what did I oh yeah no that that is actually great yeah, because this episode's kind of long anyway. So yeah, let's just is. wrap that into one. Um, so I would save this for another one, but I just have to talk about it because I haven't told you about what happened to me. Oh, no. So this is a silver lining slash there is no current obsession this week because of what happened to me. What? So the most traumatic thing that I've ever gone through. Traumatic, I already know. Literally, I can't even explain what happened. Okay, but I'll try my best. So I fly home from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm and exhausted i had no time to get coffee or food so i get home massive headache we get coffee and we get sandwiches and we go to the park and it's actually really nice and we're laying down and we're just eating sandwiches whatever and then we decide to go home the park piece is an important piece because of nature so oh no you don't even know what's coming you don't even have any idea okay okay so i (laughs) so we come back and I'm like I really need to shower like I feel really plain and gross not plain like p-l-a-n-e like I was on a plane (laughs) and um I go lay down on my bed for a second I'm starting to get kind of like a dozy doze dozing off and I Archer was showing me a video and I feel (gasps) I feel something crawling absolutely not on my neck listen listen I sit up. Curse words. I sit up. Don't touch me. I it's need to touch feel something. Like it's the bug. I sit up, and I feel it crawl into my ear. <gasps> no, that's actually a big phobia of oh, mine. Oh, me freaking too. Oh, so I start. I have never. Okay, I've been through stuff, right? I've gone through things. <sighs> I have never. Oh my gosh! Stop. I'm, no, I'm trying. I'm not trying to be dramatic. Like literally, it's like yeah, you can feel it. Yeah. So I have never had such a visceral reaction to something in my whole life. I started screaming, like at the top of my lungs, because I could feel it, and I started crying, and I'm bawling, and Arturo has no and idea what's happening. Ear? I can hear it in my ear. You're kidding me. I I literally, Lisa, I can't even tell you. I have never reacted that way to anything. I was in like, I couldn't even decide what emotions my body was having because I was so, I was You're screaming. I was trying to get it out of my ear. I could hear it. He was like, Kathy, Kathy, like we need a syringe. So I'm running in there and he's like telling me to come out. I'm just bawling. Meanwhile, Elle is freaking out and is trying to lick my feet because she thinks I'm dying. Aww. So she's like licking my feet. We go to the sink and they just start spraying water in my ear. But then my mom's arm is like over my head so I can't breathe and Elle is licking my legs. It's like I'm being waterboarded all while there's a bug in my ear and I'm literally like I am so 
I, I'm just, I'm bawling. Like, I don't even know how to explain to you the panic that I was in. And then they get hydrogen, hydrogen peroxide. They're just pouring it in my ear. Finally, he goes, I see it. And it was like this small black thing. Uh Maybe he lied to me. But at that point, I didn't care because I was like, I was like, can it crawl into your brain? Like, what's happening? Like, I'm asking all these questions and it comes out. And then I just stand there and I just start crying more because I was just like, it was it was the worst thing I have ever experienced. And what I will say is I want to take a, a moment to apologize to the girl on Survivor who got a bug in her ear at the very beginning. And That's I thought literally she was, what I was thinking this whole time. That's I thought the she worst was being, scene in Survivor. I thought she was being kind of dramatic, to be honest. I was like, come on. You're no, bald. Like, bad. why are you screaming so much? I like that moment of not knowing that something was crawling inside of my head was the worst thing so I'm not going honestly this is why I hate nature okay number one I'm not laying out a park anymore it was awful Arturo was like Arturo was like actually so helpful so how long did this go on for it was maybe like 10 minutes from start oh to finish oh my gosh that's it felt so like freaking an, long yeah it felt like an eternity but then what didn't help too is I was already so tired mm-hmm. and pressure from the trip that I think my body just needed to cry anyway because I had so much pressure <laughs> in my head and I my whole face was just swollen I had like an ice oh roller and gosh. Arturo was like Wow, you really, you what really ice roller skinning off an angel. Um, but no, Arthur was actually really sweet, and he was like taking care of me. And he goes, "Wow, you really freaked out there." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't even, I, I don't even know how to explain this." The to girl you. from Survivor, it was hours. Yeah, it I, was, I don't even know how she did that. I, I, I knew the way that she was describing it. She didn't even have to describe it. If something's in your ear, it doesn't matter. It feels so much bigger than it is. Because think, it's like going off of your eardrum sometimes. no I know so you can hear it so you can hear it that's so why it loud. was that it felt that's like there so was something scary. like the size of a quarter in my ear yeah. but it ended up being like the weensiest so thing oh so anyway guys like watch yeah. out when you're laying down at a park and check your body if there's little ants or whatever yeah that's one of my fears like sleeping me too like, well I wear earplugs every night yeah so it is a phobia my mom knew my mom goes I know you're so scared of this oh. stuff like the worst thing ever happened so <gasps> Anyway, current obsession is not bugs. And my silver lining is, I don't even know. It's out of my ear. And that you're never going out. And I'm never going outside ever again. Ever again. I love air conditioning. I thought you uh, got attacked by birds. So I'm I like, would, when does I, that come in? I don't your know, bird but is coming I would, out of your hair. I would choose that. I think. <laughs> oh my gosh. I th- anyway, guys. So I just had to share that story. It's a really great intro for this oh podcast. Um, but we hope you enjoyed today's show. Again, this is the Content Creatives Podcast with Emma and Maddie. We will link everything below in the show notes. Um, if you are in this space, if you're not in this space, there's so much valuable content in this episode. It's not just about um, content creation. It's about a lot of other things. Yeah. That's great. So, all right. Let's shake it up with Emma and Maddie. Okay. So, we are here with Emma and Maddie of the Content Creatives Podcast, and we're really excited I have followed you guys for a really long time. We've kind of like been in touch. You guys are Pacific Northwesters, which is so fun. Um, But we're super excited to have you guys. Thank you so much for doing this. Of course. Yeah, we're really excited that we've been able to do this. And I know like last year when we first launched, we were like, yeah, let's get on. And the pandemic happened and everyone's lives just kind of took a roller coaster ride and now it's like okay we're good now like I'm so glad that we're able to chat with you ladies today and then we're excited to have you guys on the podcast as well 
Yes, we are. Yeah, we're, we're so excited about excited. that. Um, so speaking of the pandemic, so Emma, you recently got married, but you were supposed to get married last year, right? I, yeah, so um, we were supposed to get married September 2020, and um, I'm not sure if like you guys had friends or any anything like that who were s- supposed no to get friends, married. No, no friends. Maddie and I were both friends. supposed to get married um, last year. She still got married in July, and she could um, speak to that. But I started seeing like the Seattle brides, and I'm in like these Facebook groups, and the pandemic broke out, and people were just postponing like by 30 days. And I was like, so they would, they canceled March, postponed to April, canceled April, postponed to May. And like, by the time May hit, I looked at my now husband and I was like, we need to like schedule this like next year. Like, I don't think this pandemic is going to go away in 30 days. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, we ended up moving our September wedding to May, 2021. And that by, by like that time, you guys, I was like, let's just get married. (laughs) Like. Yeah. I just want to be like, put me on your health insurance. Like, I feel like we're already. <laughs> Some people even pushed it out by a year, though, and it didn't even like make a difference. My friend was supposed to get married in June of 2020. She pushed it to June of 2021, and there were still a ton of restrictions in place. She couldn't have the full thing. Like, it's it's crazy. So I just everything with the pandemic. I think everyone's weddings were kind of put on hold. I have a friend who's getting married in 2022 and even her wedding, everything is infinitely more expensive because all the 2020 brides pushed to 2021. So now everything's booked up. I think the wedding industry is going to be really fun for the next few years. Yeah. I mean, so I am a wedding filmmaker on the side and last year was the first year I decided to like break off from my boyfriend and do it on my own. And it was like, it was like January and I was like, let's do this. Like, this is going to be a great year to start this. And then obviously it was like the worst year ever to start it because I literally had brides canceling like like a week before with their like when their deposit was coming in and then I was just like yeah it's fine because they would message me and be like yeah I just got laid off of work my husband just got fired our venue canceled sorry I can't pay the deposit meanwhile they wanted their other deposit back and I'm like um I have no idea what to do in this situation but I mean this year is kind of turning around but there are still venues like this venue canceled on this bride two weeks before her wedding Ugh. so it's like no 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 yeah it's horrible <laughs> yeah yeah. I can't, I could not even like imagine yet. Yeah, we ended up, and Maddie too, I, I feel like I keep talking about my wedding, but <laughs> both Maddie and I completely replanned our weddings. Like com- different venue, different day, completely downsized. And at least like, gosh, I, I guess like the upside of 2021, the venue where I got married at Willow's Lodge in Woodenville, when I was touring in like January, February, they hadn't even like, it was so up in the air. Like they were like, yeah, we are still waiting to like fill our spring weddings. And so I think I got lucky and like got to like book it in time. But then the day I got married, I'm not even kidding you guys. There was three weddings. Oh at my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's I was like, crazy. and I, you know, but I mean, it, it seems like right when everything started to like kind of open up again, like when I got married in May, um, I think you were allowed to have a dance floor, but only 25% of your guests could be on the dance floor. And so I was like, I'm not having a dance. No. Yeah. Like, like who's going to monitor that? You're like, all right. Counting heads to make no. sure it's all good. <laughs> you have bodyguards around the yeah. dance floor. <laughs> only a certain amount of oh guests are allowed in at a time. Emma, you should have had a dance floor. That would have been fun. 
I didn't have a dance floor in mine though. I, mine was like very fresh in the pandemic. So it literally like July. So it was only my family, my bridesmaids and my husband had like one groomsman there because all of his groomsmen are in Ireland. His family was in Ireland, so they weren't able to come. It was, yeah, it was a complete 180. We were originally supposed to have this Irish castle wedding and then we pivoted to eloping in the mountains in Leavenworth, Washington. So literally the complete opposite of what we had originally planned. My dress was so funny. It was definitely more of like a castle, like romantic dress and then here I am like in the middle of the forest it was it was definitely it was definitely a time I think during the pandemic having to plan all that stuff and it just it even capped it off like we were driving down the mountain trying to get back to our like honeymoon suite after the wedding and the car kind of veered off the road a little bit and like a random man came out and helped pushed the car out and kept trying to talk to us. I have no idea where he came from. So yeah, the pandemic weddings are weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You went like, from having an Irish wedding to a German wedding. Yeah, yes. literally. In Leavenworth. Oh God, you did. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's exactly wow. what happened. Did you stay at the post hotel? We did. It was so beautiful. <sighs> I want to go there so bad. My sister was just there. My aunt goes there like five times a year. I'm so jealous. It's so stunning. Emma and I are actually going to go in December. We booked it out so far. It's already like December dates are like pretty much already it's full, gone. but we booked like, I think the last available weekend because we were like, we need to shoot content here. This needs to happen. Yeah. That's a good idea. Oh I know gosh. it's like super snowy. It's like, and then they have like a little German town. It's my dream. So when I lived in Portland, it was like so close. We would go drive over there but I haven't gone in the winter season so I want to go super bad so we'll meet you guys yes. there there's a room for two so, more so I'm pretty anyway. sure the beds are big they're huge and the you, we come and dream. share beds with them uh, oh okay so let's let's backtrack a bit so you guys also have a podcast correct yes yes, the <laughs> yes. good, good correct. job correct correct We're here um what else do you guys do is that your primary jobs yeah, Maddie, do you want to go first and then I can jump into Sure. So yeah, I Yeah, I work um a full-time job, so like 9 to 5 in sales at a tech company in Seattle. So I've actually been doing that for the last three years, I think now coming up in the fall. Um, and then my kind of side hustle is Instagram blog, content creation, that kind of stuff. And Emma and I on our content trips would just like always just go off for hours because, you know, we drive to Leavenworth and have these hour long conversations, just talking about content creation and how people aren't charging their worth and like how we just kind of, we try to spread this message on our respective pages, but we just had so much to say about it. And, you know, obviously like you guys understand having a podcast, like things come across differently when you have a podcast, it feels more like you can Mm -hmm. talk to people. So we started the podcast after actually a trip to Leavenworth and he said like we literally just went off for two hours I think we can do a podcast I think we have enough content to fill the time so we are kind of just doing this as part of our content creation piece but yeah I I juggle a few balls I have my nine to five my you know regular blog Instagram and now the podcast that's a lot (laughs) (laughs) we're working through it um, and then I'm, you know, the other half of the podcast. And it was so funny because when Maddie brought up 
she was like, I want to start a podcast. And I was like, you should start a podcast. And then she goes, we should start a podcast. And I was like, we, we should start a podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I am actually, oh my gosh, it's kind of crazy, you guys. So like this time last year, I was a wreck. I was crying every week in July because I actually got laid off my aerospace job of six years, um, the end of last summer. So I'm coming up in September, it'd be a full year um, being a full-time content creator. So for a long time um, out of college is when I actually started my blog and Instagram. I balance content creation. So Instagram, my blog, um, with working full-time in the aerospace industry, which is really big, especially in Washington state. Um, and then after getting laid off last year, decided to take it full time. Um, and I just took it as a sign from the universe. It's like every person I talked to was like, I, you know what, it's like time to take the blog full time. And I was like, my God, I feel like I should just like listen and just like try <laughs> this thing. And so, um, yeah, content creation is my full time thing. I have blog, Instagram, content creatives podcast with Maddie. And I'm so glad um, we do that together. And I'm sure you ladies know, I don't know if I could do a podcast by myself. She tried to record, <laughs> to, to produce. It's you really like, without me. it's uh-huh. really hard. Sure. That's what you like to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's just like a little bit about me again, full-time creator since September, 2020. And um, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. But this time last year, I was I was a wreck. Yeah. Same. Different reasons, but absolutely <laughs> the same. Yeah. Wait, why were you a wreck? What do you mean? Oh, I was postpartum. Um, she has two boys. Yeah. Really bad postpartum depression. Yeah, we can get into that sometime. It, it, it was like bad, though. I mean, it was, you know, having a baby, literally, I had him March very beginning or April end of April and March is like when everything you know hit the fan and so having a baby beginning of the pandemic and then really bad postpartum depression you can't go outside you can't like go on walks you can't do anything you don't know if like you know the health of your child if it's you know what's gonna happen everything was new so yeah crazy stuff so I I feel you there anxiety (laughs) and everything (laughs) yeah I saw so I saw your post today I was like reading it before I hopped on about your job and everything and I just okay so like what is aerospace like what does that mean like you were in aerospace I'm like oh so she's like smart smart I was telling Lisa I'm like um she can't relate she she goes does she work at NASA with Steve Jobs I'm like yeah that's the extent of our same thing (laughs) that's the extent of our knowledge I think so um what did that like what was your job like there like what did you do yeah a lot of people assume and this is totally fine to assume a lot of people assumed I was an engineer um so the Boeing company huge company founded in the Pacific Northwest and they manufacture airplanes and um I guess you would consider it in the manufacturing industry but the reason why they're considered aerospace is because they both they this company also does defense so literally creating satellites working on NASA projects and then there's the commercial side so um, commercials the side that I worked on for many years um, were basically like Boeing would manufacture airplanes for Delta Alaska Airlines Southwest Um, so it was not an engineer I was actually a project manager for four years um, and I worked in finance for a year and I really struggled because I am like not a finance person (laughs) but I did it Um, 
So there's lots of other things that like go into manufacturing airplanes. We do not have to get into these specifics. People, I bet the people listening are probably like, what? This is like so weird. <laughs> we don't have to go into it. But um, yeah, very different industry, very different from content creation. Um, it's just really different. I mean, it was like male dominated, um, a more traditional older industry. I wear business casual every day. I ran around the factory floor wearing my safety vest and my um, safety glasses. It's like a whole nother like life, which mm-hmm. is like so funny to think about. Yeah, that's Dang. so funny. That is, I mean, it's really <laughs> cool. Though. So how did you start creating content then? Like, was there a defining point? Because like you said, those those are very different lives. And so, yeah, how did that start? Yeah, so um, senior year of college, I went to both Maddie and I actually went to the University of Washington and both of us did the sales program. Um, I'm a little bit older though, so we different graduating classes. And so she knows this as well, but fall, like during, like in the business school is like a really crazy time where there's career fairs and different recruiters are on campus, like recruiting and interviewing students. And at the time I was in final round interviews for a tech company, aerospace and CPG consumer packaged goods. So I was like, Oh my God, like I'm going to have a career in corporate America. It's going to be great, hopefully, but I know I need to like have a creative outlet because all my, the starting roles I was interviewing for, I mean, it just like, wasn't creative. And so, um, I basically like looked around in 2014 and I started seeing like other bloggers like Ami Song and Nani's Closet like really like rise to fame. Um, so Song of Style is like a huge like style icon of mine. And I remember like looking at these women, I was like, these are just like regular regular women. And they've been able to like show their outfits online and like build their brands and their influence. I was like, you know what? Like if they could do this, I could totally do this too. And so that's why I started Emma's edition. So my take, my edition, you know, my take on style and like fashion at the time. And so, but I really did not start taking it seriously until 2016. So yeah, I basically like looked at it. I was like, I have to have a creative outlet. I love writing. I love fashion. I love shopping. Like can't really express myself like in these (laughs) roles. So I'll just make a space for it. Wow. That's that's awesome. That's I mean, cool. you could have done like safety vest edition, but I mean, <laughs> I should have. I used to get so jealous. Some of the women show up with hot pink safety vests, and I was like, "Where did you get that?" <laughs> They're like, "I had it custom made." <laughs> They're like, "I ordered it." I was like, "Oh, I want one." <laughs> that's so fun. So okay, so Maddie, then you you, you also know. sound really smart, by the way. Oh yes, yes, of <laughs> course. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you work nine to five. So is what you're doing right? now what you want to be doing or are you hoping to go into this space full time or like what are what is that career trajectory for you and um like what is your day in and day out because like you said you're doing so many things hi shakers have you been really wanting to talk about this podcast and you don't know anyone else who listens honestly shame on everyone around you but you're in luck because if you join our super secret Facebook group, you'll actually get to talk to other shakers and talk about like-minded things like chuginess and hotter knots. That's also where you can maybe chat with us personally or get advice from other people. 
Um, Also, don't forget to share this episode with someone you think needs to hear it or take a screenshot and share it on your story. It really helps us. Now, let's get back to it. Yeah, so it's kind of like a weird because I get, I get asked this all the time and it's, it's kind of fluctuated. It's just kind of like a weird feel because I don't really know. And I think for, for me, I'm really just kind of trying to take it day by day now, I think, because I used to be such a big planner. Like I, I was like, I want to know exactly what I'm going to be doing five years in the future. I want to know what the plan is. And that was just so overwhelming for me because I do have so much going on. And so right now I like this year, my kind of goal for this year is not to have a goal ironically, and like kind of not to plan these things out and just take it kind of day by day and kind of really just trust my gut. And if there's a time where I I really think like what happened with Emma is the prime example of the universe just saying now is the right time. I think I'm really just waiting to see what direction really the universe pushes me in. I know that sounds weird because I'm not really like, I'm not really like one of those like I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it, but you know, I really do believe that like whatever happens is going to happen for a reason. So I'm just kind of pushing on doing what makes me happy. And if there's ever a point in time where I'm just so overwhelmed that like, I mean, granted, there have been many a time where I was like, you're really not. Overwhelmed this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if there ever gets up to a point where I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense for me, and I don't enjoy what I do, then I think that would be kind of my sign because right now I actually really do enjoy my corporate job. It's very, very busy. There's a lot going on at all times. Um, and it keeps me on my toes. So it takes up a lot of my time, but I will say like in terms of a corporate environment, I couldn't have asked for a better company to be with. I couldn't have asked for more supportive management. Like my pay is really fit. So everything like I really enjoy about it. So I, for me, like, it's just so hard to imagine letting go of that. And then content creation, I just know I would never let go of that's everything that I love. I started it for the same reasons that Emma did because, you know, I just needed that creative outlet. I've always been a creative person. I had a photography business when I was in high school, so I don't think I'd ever let go of that. So really I'm just kind of riding the wave. I normally like normally, that would really stress me out. But I think for now, I'm just kind of seeing where life takes me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like a lot of times in this culture, we see the things that other people are doing and we're like, we got to do those things too. Like this big influencer, this is how she organizes. So that's how I'm going to organize. And this person makes these goals. So I'm going to make these goals. And I would do that a lot at the beginning. Like I need to start journaling every day. I mean, it lasted, Mm -hmm. I think one day. And the same with like time management. It's like everything like every person needs something different for their lives. And so for you, it's like goals are important, but I think maybe having kind of like a broad idea of what you want, because then if you set your sights on something too specifically, I think you can set yourself up for failure as well. So it's like, if you know that you're happy and you love the podcast and you love what you're doing, why do you have to change that? Like just do you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's it for me. Like, cause we, we talk about on our podcast all the time too, how important goal setting is because it really is like you will, like you are more likely to achieve your goals. If you write them down, you actually set them in motion. And for me, I think my idea of a goal for my life has pivoted from being my goal is to do this, like achieve this by this time, like in terms of my career. And it's kind of pivoted from that to my goal is now just to be happy and find things that 
help bring me that happiness. And if I ever get to the point where, you know, the stress and overwhelm is too much and it's really like, I'm not getting joy from either one, that's going to kind of be my sign. So my goal is now to just be happy. So I still have that goal in place. Cause I do think that's really important to have that focus and, you know, something to work towards. But yeah, in terms of like trying to figure out like what my future and my career looks like, I think for me, my main focus is just happiness right now. So hopefully, and I'm, I'm the same with journaling. I will say I literally, when you said that I laughed a little bit, cause I have one of those like intention gratitude journals literally sitting right next to me that I bought from TJ Maxx for like $5. <laughs> it was so cute. I was so excited about it. Have not opened it once. Yeah. So I'm there with it you. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so curious. Um, you guys just sound so busy and especially like having your own businesses. And then also, you know, Maddie, having a nine to five and your own businesses on the side. Um, how has it been for you guys being newlyweds and figuring out a new schedule? Um, I don't know if you guys were like living with them already. So like you already know like how to do all of that. But I'm curious because even when you get married, I hear all the time, like even if you were living with your person after you get married, it's still like a whole new ball game for some reason. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. I can, I can go first. Um, it's funny. Cause it's like, that's literally like what I'm experiencing right now. Um, so I will say like, I know the pandemic was really hard and it was tumultuous for a lot of people. And like my life obviously also got turned upside down, but like one benefit and like one positive thing from it was that like my husband, then boyfriend, like got to really like spend, you know, the time together indoors and like I was I always I kept telling Brandon I was like I'm so grateful like I have you and Boone like if I were like by myself in this pandemic I would like really be struggling <laughs> and so I'm like glad we had our unit um but now that the world has opened up so like now my husband's actually traveling for two and a half weeks he comes home and like flies out the next day um it's part of he's also in sales but now that the world has opened up and he can travel more and he can go to headquarters and things like that. Um, his company is asking for it. And so I think for us, like just making sure we have like time together this summer, um, because I just know we're going to get busier from here. And we actually like counted our weekends home together. And so I'm like, I think we have, to, um, two weekends home together, like the rest of the summer, just because our the travel schedules just got like really crazy. And like, I mean, for work, he has to travel for work. So I think just like for us, it's like, how are we adjusting as newlyweds in this like open world when we've been together inside for like over a year, year and a half? Um, but yeah, just trying to figure that out right now I hope I have like a better like answer in a few months so we're like literally just like just in the middle of like trying to to kind of um figure that out so yeah how about you Maddie you had I was gonna say girl post-pandemic scheduling is ridiculous because everything's opening back up you haven't done things in so long like I haven't seen my family in Ireland for two years and so of course like we are scheduling time to see them now that like we're all vaccinated and everything but oh my lord yeah my we you and i have already planned out content creation 
through December. Like we have like multiple different trips planned. Like, so yeah, I completely understand like not really getting to see, you know, it's, it's hard. And I'm kind of actually the, like a little bit different with Sam because we, he actually takes a lot of MNI's photos. <laughs> so it, we're very lucky that he, you know, like does get to come with us on a lot of these trips, but you know, it's not necessarily like not relaxing. bonding for yeah, us. It's, it's like more just, Sam, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just work and like, like him snapping a bunch of photos and me being like, okay, but we, can we try this angle? And like, <laughs> he, he is such a sweetheart. He is such like a kind and understanding person. And yeah, he, he has been absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. He's one of the reasons why I can balance everything that I have balanced. I genuinely don't think I could do it without him because he is just such a support system for me. Um, he's incredible. And yeah, when we first got married during the pandemic, it was super like the whole thing was just like weird, but we actually decided not to push it and just elope instead because he and I have been dating since high school. We've been dating for like eight years at that point, almost nine now. And I was just like, this is, I'm not, I just want to be married to you. Like, I don't really care about all the like big things anymore. Like, I just want to be married to you. I want to change my last name, which ironically I have not done yet. <laughs> um, but you know, like I just wanted, yeah, I just, I was so excited and it, yeah, it was definitely kind of a game changer when we came home. It was just so nice to kind of finally, you know, have that on paper. And since I know Emma and I have both like moved into houses, which is so cool. And like, I feel like a real adult, which is crazy. <laughs> I never thought that would happen, but I do, I feel like an adult and we're, you know, planning for our life. And I, Sam and I do actively, even though I have a very busy schedule, I'd say his is much more lax. Um, even though I have a very busy schedule, like he and I actively like make time during the weeks because you know he does have a lax schedule so that works that makes it a lot easier for us to schedule date nights um because you know the one night i have free he'll probably have it free also so he and i have actually been doing a ton of really fun date nights after work like yesterday we tried out this new pasta place near us that's like this really fancy world-renowned pasta chef whatever it was very fancy it was very cool i'll have to create a reel but yeah we we are trying to do little date nights it's very it's very fun um if there is one no one's asking if there's one piece of advice (laughs) (laughs) um i've been married for six years so not that long but I would say, like, the number one thing, other than, like, date nights, it kind of, like, goes into this realm, but absolutely date night, date night, date night, that really, like, taking that time together, but, like, gearing down, so when you're working, you're working, and when you're home, you're home. I would say, like, that's the biggest thing, because if you can take your work home, you guys understand, like, you you just want to get work done, you want to think about work, my husband... Uh, like he he's I, I guess it's a business but he started his own church and so he can easily take his work home and what we just had to learn is like no when you're home you gear down you're ready to come home family time I would say like that's the biggest thing and trying to figure out like your time together like because there are times where he's he has like 60 hour work weeks sometimes more wow. depending on uh, the time of year and we just have to be like you know that's expected. I'm just like thinking about Emma, like you never know. You, I mean, that's work. That's what you have to do. So like when he's home, like, you know, you're mine. You are mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. Absolutely. I feel like that the pandemic has just made it. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. sorry go ahead. 
This is always the thing with Zoom. I always talk over people. Without a doubt, I will always talk over Me people. Too. Yeah, I, with I don't or without Zoom. Been one yeah. Zoom meeting this entire pandemic. It's I just can't. delayed. But so. anyway, sorry, guys. I was just going to say, I feel like that especially is true in the pandemic, too, because like Emma and I both were working from home when she was in her aerospace career. And it's so easy to just when you're done with work, just take your laptop upstairs and like keep working from the couch <laughs> and do all those things. Or like even with content creation, especially because it can be like some of the things that you need to do can be done from your phone. It's so easy to just constantly be working and literally just take that with you everywhere you go work while you're even on a walk together or anything like that and so I completely agree with that it's so hard to unplug these days and especially from work when it's just like especially with content creation it's literally you could do anything at all time you could go on Instagram and engage you could go on Instagram and like see how your post is performing and post on stories and I've been trying to do that too with date nights I do take videos because I'm annoying but I I try not to post them until the next day because I don't want to be on my phone the whole time yeah I mean, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I don't do any no, of these all. things. <laughs> I'm was, laughing because I'm like, that's, that's her. her. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I was going to say, Maddie, I'm um, so happy to tell you that you and I are just the same person. And also and your husband is exactly I like her it. boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. and they have been dating for eight years and he takes all of our photos and he's so sweet and kind. And she's always like, Arturo, I didn't, <laughs> I told you not to stand up there. You like, know get my down. angles. Come on. <laughs> oh my God. I love I we are the I same know, person. Know. I'm crying. I know. It, awesome. it is really hard, though, but I think it is just all about just that intentional alone time and almost forcing each other to be like, phone off we're gonna watch something and we're gonna like it you know because it is really hard to unplug like you know I I'm very weird I don't have like an office or a desk I like working from my bed which is just the weirdest thing so it's easy to like take everything into like even sleeping and my bed and I'm laying on my phone and I'm writing emails but having that time and that space to do that is so important and also being intentional I'm sure even with each other like how do you guys do you guys have like friend time outside of work time or how do you guys manage that schedule are you friends that's such a great question <laughs> do you like I feel like Maddie even if we're just hanging out we end up talking about yeah. yeah, I was gonna say because even like we meet every week to talk like for the podcast and then she and I will just talk for like an hour yeah. not record it like we've talked and we were like we should just record this stuff because honestly like we will literally just go off for an hour like catching up on our lives like just talking about things and like you know planning content like some of it's work related some of it's just personal like we will literally just chat for such a long time and it's so fun and like for me like especially having a busy schedule and you know working remote and Emma like working for herself it's you know not really getting that social time as much because you're not in an office surrounded by people so I think that's also a big reason why we can talk for literally so long but we'll just go off and it's so fun to just kind of catch up and connect because it is really it really is hard time to find time for you know social time when your calendar is so full and especially now that the world is opening back up and we can see people again like I am having to intentionally schedule like every single weekend for the rest of my summer is booked every like most days are already booked and so my my friends are really understanding of that too so I've literally booked it out with them Emma and I actually kind of 
plan it in tandem. Like I'm going to see a friend in San Francisco. And so she and I are flying down early and we're going to take pictures. Like we're very Hang strategic out. about this stuff. It's <laughs> We love to travel. So we're like any excuse we have to travel, we're just going to do that <laughs> and see how it works out. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I, I guess like one thing I really enjoy is like, we do talk about work, but because like we're having fun and like we understand it's just different when like your friend understands like what you do, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it just like makes it so much easier to like, just like talk through things that are frustrating, bounce ideas off. So it's like, I guess technically you could count every time we hang out as work time, but then a lot of it, I mean, when we're able to like grab brunch during content trips and when we're able to like wind down at the end of the night and just like watch Netflix, like we still have friend time. Um, that's like such a great question, though. I don't know if we've ever been like asked that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think you and I have kind of talked about that. I mean, she literally had the idea of creating an eavesdrop episode because we realized we would talk about things and we're like, why did we not record that? Because we're just talking. So then it's kind of just like off in the background. So we, um, we technically just have a conversation and we get to call it a podcast episode. Yes. <laughs> Killing two birds with one stone, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is it is really hard to be like, well, we could go do this friend time or we could get ahead and we could do this podcast stuff. But, you know, it is really fun to do this type of stuff with somebody you're so close with because you do get in those conversations and you have your update and, you know, like you guys have like your question of the week or you have the things that you interact with. So, well, yeah. I would say what what makes us all four of us so lucky is what our jobs are, which is like we're literally getting to know each other better. And mm -hmm. like we're building a friendship mm -hmm. whether we like it or not. <laughs> and me. we're having to go through fight. <laughs> not that I don't want to. <laughs> but like, you know, like we could have we could have a job where, you know, we're really getting to spend time with someone like we really don't care to. But yeah. instead, like we're like with our best friends and we're getting to know them and we're having hard conversations on the podcast or like in meetings, um, you know, about whatever is going on or like we had a fight. OK, now we have to talk through it. Oh, that's a great <laughs> podcast episode. You know, hypothetically, like, that didn't happen. No, us. that never no, happens. No, no, no. Just a few times. <laughs> um, or like, you know, you guys go on content trips, which, you know, that would be great if we could I know, do sometime like, soon. Do um, and like you just get to know each other better through that and you get to like call it work. Well, that's so like we're just so lucky. Um, I actually yeah, wanted to I totally agree. Talk about one thing, which is we kind of touched on it before. Um, I think we have, but just how even it's so hard, like obviously we live in America and American standards of work are like work, work, work. Like the more you work, the more like successful and worthy you are and like the higher up and cooler that you are. Like if you're a busy person to say you're busy, like, oh, how are you? I'm so busy. I, I, what does that mean? And it's like it's like this like um, like a special medal that you have. And so it's interesting the more that I see about other countries, like I saw this thing that Italy, literally um, parts of Italy, they take lunches off so that they can like come home and be with their family. And I'm like, America would never do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think we would ever do that. I know. I totally, I honestly, the whole like busy thing being like a Medal of Honor, Emma and I actually talked about that the other day. Like I used to pride myself so much on saying like how busy I was because that's growing up. My parents like kept me busy at all times, like having that like constant level of like, I am stressed all the time used to be something that I was like, okay, so like 
then it's okay. Like, you know, people will be understanding, like people like get it. Like, I can't really like do all these things. And like, you know, people see how busy I am and they admire that and all of these things. And then I started to recognize these stress is not worth that, like kind of that feeling. Like, I don't, I hate that we do glorify that. And I am, I've even talked to Emma about this. Like I try not to post because I have a lot of 2 a.m. nights where I'm staying up super late and working on the, you know, working on my content and everything like that. And I'm actually working on writing, um, a blog post about this right now, but it's just, there's so like, I will spend so many late nights and I don't share that part with my audience that much because I don't want to glorify it. And I don't want to say like, look at me, I'm doing all this. But at the same time, it's like, this is my reality. I do have to do this. And I want to be transparent because I don't want people to think like you can accomplish all of this without it. Cause realistically, if I didn't spend those late nights, I wouldn't be able to do everything that I do. And so it's kind of, it's kind of weird, a weird balance. Cause I don't want to glorify it. Cause I think that is an American ideal that we have, which I hate. I hate that so much because it makes no sense. It's so bad for your mental health. I talk so much about like self-care and everything that I'm doing and I am actively working on myself. And my therapist is like really getting on me to like, take 50 things off my plate, which I, I just know myself, I can't do it. <laughs> I think that is largely because of how I was raised and how, you know, I'm, we're all just kind of geared to do that. Yeah. I was just going to say real quickly. It's like, I was actually chatting with Maddie about this during our last trip. And it's like for the first time in my life, I'm like not working three jobs. And I was like, this is nice. Like, it's just like having I'm like so grateful but I mean for a long time um like a fun fact about me is like um while I was working in aerospace I also got my master's in communication and digital media so I worked full-time I went to graduate school full-time and I didn't give up my blog for two years and I literally was I mean I was in school on Saturdays I don't know how I did it and part of it is I did enjoy my degree but like you know like I don't recommend I look back and I'm grateful for my degree, but I also look back and I'm like, we don't have to do that. If you don't want to, like, it gets really stressful. And um, ironically, like the last, my last job, um, my last role in aerospace before I got laid off, I was so stressed out and I'm really embarrassed. And I know I shouldn't be, um, my blood pressure was high. And like my, I mean, my doctor was monitoring it and like, she was, kind of thinking like maybe I'd get on like blood pressure, like medication. And I was like, what 27 year old is like so stressed out that her blood pressure, but it's like, it's a real thing. Like stress has effect effects on your, on your body in that way. And I know for me, like, I know what that feels like. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to continue to prioritize. Like I still work hard. I still like spend a lot of time doing what I do. But at the same time, I was like, you know what, I don't want to be like super stressed anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have blood pressure anymore. So yeah, (laughs) I think well, I think the great thing is like, there's no necessarily there's no right or wrong. Like Italy isn't necessarily doing it like perfectly. And America's not yeah, doing it right or wrong. It's just like, what can we like take and choose? And I think that's even that like, goes actually so perfectly in my point of like when you get home you're home and just making sure you're not working outside of those hours and there's sacrifices you have to make I mean literally Maddie you just need to hang out constantly with Olivia because everything you say I'm like she's the 2 a.m. or she's always are you always... kidding we would feed off of each other and die it's true okay <laughs> yeah no it's <laughs> 
Yeah, literally, I can. I'm such a night owl. I always keep like staying up. I have to do everything, and all my ideas come to me at night. And so then I just it comes two a.m. and I'm like, I can't go to sleep because I have fifty more ideas. I try to do like mindfulness meditation to turn my brain off. Does not work. No. Oh my gosh, we're literally twins. I'm so excited to meet my twin. Um, I love it. No, and and that's what I was gonna say too. Is you know, there's a lot of times where I struggle with that, where I go like, you know, the Gary V mindset of like document over create so I'm like yeah document doing laundry and staying up till 4 a.m and then some days I'm kind of like ugh, like I don't really want to show that part of my life and then the other side of it too is going yes but people need to understand that you can't get to where you are which I still have so far I want to go without making these sacrifices and doing these things and being tired and all of this stuff Um, but I also think it could be a mindset shift like I know for me Like if somebody would tell me like, wow, you're so busy, you do so many things. I'm like, that is so sweet of you, you know, and I would take that and be like, that is the ultimate compliment as opposed to maybe trying to take something else. Like, thank you for coming to my birthday party and choosing this over work and understanding that sometimes those things are far more important than working. But having that balance can be um, it can be so challenging to not want to like own everything that you're doing at all times. I do love that though. Cause like the idea of like kind of a mindset shift just around the way that we think about busyness, because I'm, I'm listening to this uh, podcast, excuse my language. It has a swear word in the title. It's called Unfuck your brain. Um, but it's actually this great. I mean, I don't agree with everything that she says, but a lot of it is basically about retraining your brain and the way that you think about things. And she used like the recent episode that I listened to about her was instead of saying like, oh, I'm a people pleaser because people will admire that. Like being a people pleaser, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just trying to make everyone happy. But in reality, you're just, you know, lying to people about, you know, your availability or like whatever that might be. And it ends up hurting people more in the end. And so she was like, stop calling yourself a people pleaser and start calling yourself a people user. Like you don't want to glorify it. Like obviously it's a little more intense, but you know, just kind of like changing the way that you view it instead of glorifying it and say like, this is actually doing more harm than good. Things like that, like just kind of switching your mindset when it does come to like being like busy and overwhelmed instead of saying like, oh yeah, thank you. Like I am super busy. You know, I love that idea of just kind of switching it like, thank you for making the time for this because our brain literally controls everything we do. Our brain literally controls like how we see the world. It controls what colors we see. And it's a lot more powerful than I think we all realize. And so being able to kind of change our perspective and our thought process when it comes to things like that, I think can be a huge shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you know by subscribing to our podcast, you will get immediate access to our episodes every Tuesday? It'll give you a notification, so you don't even have to think about it. You can turn on these notifications on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. While you are at it, rating and reviewing the show takes less than a few seconds. It bumps us up on iTunes and gives us a shot to grow our community. It means the world, and we read every single review. If you're listening to the show and you love hearing our voices every single week, we would love to hear what you think. Whether it's your favorite episode, what you want to hear from us or maybe some stuff we need to work on. We are super open to it and we would just love to hear what you guys have to say. And while you're at it, DM us, hang out with us on Instagram and join our secret Facebook group, the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders. We love to talk to you guys. We love to hear your thoughts. And honestly, we love to see it when you share our episodes. Thanks so much. And let's get back to the show. 
Yeah, that is so good. That is definitely something I I talk to my counselor about. And just, um, well, what I've realized is the less people-pleasing I am, the more I really dislike people who are people-pleasers just because I'm like, you're literally trying to manipulate me by just being a yes man. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, before, like, that's obviously not, that wasn't my intent. My intent is I'm trying to be relatable. I'm trying to make sure they know that they're seen and that they're heard, that I'm like them. And then I got to a point where I'm like, I'm literally lying to myself, saying I'm this and this and this and this, when really, like, we're actually like, yeah, we have similarities, but we're all very different people, too. And that's okay. And it's okay to say no and, like, say no and like be firm about it, have boundaries and say yes if you mean it. And don't don't say you can do something if you really can't. And mm-hmm. so I love that. Yeah. Keep at it. And side note, like on the flip side of that, I think learning from other people because knowing it's okay to say no, sorry, but also learning to say yes too. And I know she has helped me with that because I would pretty much I'm like the opposite of a people pleaser and I'm like screw all of you you know because I'm just like I gotta work but then understanding that saying yes to specific things and making time to go to coffee or making time to come over and watch big brother it's like it means a lot it means a lot to me when I'm there it means a lot to her when I do it and understanding like yeah I can do that it's okay if I don't work like she's almost allowing me to give me the space to say no you actually don't have to work tonight and I'm like really I can (laughs) you know so I think it's just learning from the people around you and finding finding that middle ground too. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. The people around you can have such like a big impact. Like Emma, like has like done, like just having Emma in my life as like a friend has been huge for me and understanding like where to set my boundaries. Cause she and I like do talk about this stuff, you know, all the time and having a friend that kind of like reinforces that for you and says like, Hey, it's okay to set a boundary here. Or, Hey, like, just let me know where you're at because you know, so many people, if you are a people pleaser, so many, or not like a people, but like you're, you know, trying to do everything. So many people are so willing to kind of take advantage of that. And like having friends that kind of come in and just say, what are you doing? Like You shouldn't don't do this. Like set a boundary. It's okay. Yeah. Like let's sit on the couch and like watch a TV show. That's what Emma and I do. Like when we're out on our, um, what was it in Arizona? Like, I think like one of the last content trips we had before we literally sat and watched like all three movies. Like, Twilight. Oh, don't <laughs> even get her started on Twilight right now. I can't even deal. So oh, we no. go to the post hotel. Her boyfriend and your husband come. We watch Twilight. The we boys are in documented. the other room. <laughs> they take I'm not watching it. those movies. I'll be with the boys. <laughs> um, well, I love it. We have a game. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, to just kind of branch off of that, I would love to know how you guys um, maybe have those hard conversations. You know, it's sometimes it's hard for women to work together because we do get in that mindset of not wanting to have those conversations. So having a business, being best friends, how do you guys do you, like work in that communication and everything like that? Um, I think one thing that we do well, I feel like on a weekly basis is we're constantly checking in. Um, Maddie had like a really busy June. It was her birthday and you guys like, she could be a professional party planner. Like she did the whole thing, set up backdrops, pull out palettes. Like it was crazy. I was like, Oh my God, girl, like you literally could just like do this. So, um, I think like, uh, we just like check in, right? Like if I know she's got like a lot going on, I'll just say like, 
I mean, you know, do you have time to shoot? Should we just keep our monthly? Cause I think from now to the end of the year, we at least have one weekend when we're shooting together. Um, and just like checking in to like, see where each other's at. And then right on the flip side, when it was leading up to my wedding month, like Maddie was like really good. She was like, no, like we're not recording the week of your wedding. We're not recording after your wedding. We're not recording. And I was like, okay, yeah, thanks. Like, or else I'll be like, no, 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 I can work. Um, yeah, I feel like just like kind of the constant check in. Um, I think like, and I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but like, as I've gotten older, especially like through like my later 20s, like, I am a bit more selective about like different friendships that you know, like I want to cherish and, and invest in. And like, for me, it's like, at this point, it's like, the friends that I have, I'm obviously going to like, love, take care. And like, with that comes like, just being aware of like, where you're at, capacity wise, boundary wise, um, and just like, checking in, just because and I feel like I've been like this the whole time I say I have like succulent friendships where like my friends don't need like a ton of watering like they don't need to like be I love that affirmed yeah. you don't know do you know what I mean where yeah I, I I had that when I was younger where like friends were like I haven't seen you yeah. I haven't we hung out why haven't and I'm people. like well I'm just in grad school like I'm sorry <laughs> but um at this yeah. point it seems like all of my friends are like kind of succulent friendships and I feel like especially Maddie and I like um, we know this, right? Like we can go two weeks without talking, which that doesn't happen, but right. Like we literally don't talk for five days and then we see each other and it's like, rawr, 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 you know, we're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love the term succulent friendships too. I don't know if you came up with that. I can't, we've talked about this for a while. I don't remember if you came up with that, but we've been talking about this for like years yes. because I used to have a lot of friendships that were not succulent friendships. And Emma understood how busy I was. Cause I didn't have a lot of people in my life that really understood that. And so having someone that like finally got that and you kind of putting a name to the term was really helpful for me to kind of like, recognize if people, you know, like I do love my friends and I do love the people that I keep in my life, but yeah, like you want people in your life that are going to serve you serve a purpose. Obviously you like, it's a give and take. You're not just taking from them, but like, you know, like you want people in your life that, you know, serve a purpose to some degree and like have, you know, you can build those genuine relationships and not feel like you do need to constantly be giving, giving, giving to prove that you care about them because the people that are the like most meaningful in your life will know that you care about them. Obviously you still should, you know, do things to affirm that still make time. I love kind of what you guys talked about with, you know, make, making sure that you are actively making time for friendships and, you know, taking time off of work to just relax and enjoy each other's company. And I think the best kind of friendships are the ones that like balance that and help you recognize, like you should be setting a boundary here or like you are too busy. Let's not hang out this week. Like people that recognize your boundaries and understand mm -hmm. you even better than you understand yourself sometimes and being able to set that. Cause yeah, even during my wedding, I was like trying to figure stuff out. And I was like, girl, you were literally getting married next week. Let's not like, let's talk about this later. Like, yeah. Gosh, you need to make that your first piece of merch, a shirt that says, I like my friends, like, su like succulents. They don't need watering. <laughs> yeah. I literally my, love that. Yeah. My sister actually coined that term because, and again, it's, it was like my grad school days and the way and my friends all understood which I'm really grateful like I would show up to birthday parties but like normal happy hours like I was like you guys I'm like in class like I can't I can't be there but 
my sister's like, no, you're just lucky you have succulent friendships. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you know, like your friends don't need to be like watered all the time. You just show up for the birthday party, you have the birthday drink, and then like everyone's just happy that, you know, you're spending time to get, I was like, oh my God, like that's like such a true statement. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. I have one friend, we've been friends for like over 10 years and, um, we she doesn't even have social media so i'll call her and i'm like hey how's arizona she's like well i moved to michigan like five months ago i'm like oh, oh okay she's <laughs> like like how are you how's how's your oldest i'm like he's great did you know i had a second <laughs> she's like dude you're actually kidding me I'm that's, like, that's no. not a succulent i don't know what that is <laughs> So anyways, but yes, I understand. Um, (laughs) I do have normal friendships. Um, I, well, I feel like podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was curious. So how many episodes do you guys have again? 80. 80. So I'm close to us. I'm yeah. I'm super new to like, I mean, podcasting is like, my primary and that's how people know me my page is um insignificant um I don't know it's not the word I wanted to use it's like uh she's just not posting all the time she's not like in the influencer space this is more foreign to her um I do what I want sometimes (laughs) I edit sometimes I don't I'm yeah I just do whatever I want but I really should think about and be more serious. So where where should I go? Like, what is there like a certain episode or like, you know, do you have like a streamline for like beginners and how to start out? Um, we we actually do have a podcast episode. What is it called, Maddie? It's just how to get started as an influencer. Yeah, it's like how to get started on Instagram. We we just did that one, I think. I know actually. this is so that's perfect timing. So funny. Um, where is it? We do. We have just like one episode where it's like you're interested. You just want to get started. Um, I can send you where it's episode 64 how to get started as an influencer if you're interested in that space um and yeah we just kind of lay out some high level steps on like how to get started how we how do you how you want to start taking it more seriously and how you want to start like experimenting um if that is a space that like you're interested in um so yeah that's like I'm glad you asked that question because it's like we get that question all the time I was like let's just make a podcast episode oh yeah absolutely and honestly if you just want to like build it out from there like okay so you finished phase one here's phase two (laughs) you're like asking for free mentorship you're like so we could have a weekly call about content. (laughs) and so I'm I'm wondering um what oh wait shoot I literally just it's because I say stupid comments like that Um, I would I would love to hear just a little bit more about your podcast too. I mean, I know we have like a general overview about it, but um yeah, kind of just like I know who it's geared towards toward, but I think one of like the thing that stands out the most to me about you guys is your transparency. And you said a line in one of your shows that said transparency builds community. And I feel like that can be used in so many aspects of life, like especially just podcasting in general, whether you're in the influencer space or not. Um, But I love that you guys talk about money. You talk about freaking how much you make, because why don't we talk about money? Because then everyone is just confused. And then people are doing deals for $50 for skincare that they hate. Like this is the influencer space that we're in. So I would love for you guys to just kind of talk 
talk about your show a little bit and why you chose to be transparent with your audience. Yeah. So when we were coming up with a mission statement, I felt like it kind of actually came pretty quickly. Um, we were, we took a content trip, just like a staycation in the city. And I, I'm very business oriented. If you guys couldn't tell, I literally went to Maddie. I was like, what are our colors? What's our mission statement? What are we going to be? T-? I literally was like, we have to like outline all these things. We're- we got to have it all I know, down. I'm, I'm, I'm very like that way. And so, for, so basically mission statement is to inspire creatives to discover, grow and own their brand. So basically like If you're creative, if you want to be an influencer, you want to be a creator or you're a small business owner and you're like trying to get your Instagram page started, trying to figure out like what social media platform makes sense for you, really our podcast is all about that, right? And um, we highlight three phases, discover, grow and own your brand, right? So discovery is like, you're just starting out. You're just trying to figure out if you're trying to be a creator. You're downloading TikTok for the first time and you're like, how do I navigate this? Like, what are my beginning tips, right? And so we, there's like a whole episode on that. And then growing your brand, this part where I think we spend a lot of time when we talk about asking to be paid, what you should be factoring in as a creator into your rate so you can actually ask for more money, um, different ways to like reach and grow an Instagram audience, which surprise doesn't actually include Instagram. Like we talk about like diversifying into other platforms and like how that can help contribute to growth. And then the last piece is owning your brand, right? And where I feel like, I don't know if we'll necessarily like ever hit a point where I'm like, oh yeah, this is who I am. I am great, right? I feel like you're just always going to be like working towards that as like you evolve as a creator. And so just like being confident and like who you are and what you do and like understanding the audience that you're serving. And so I feel like hopefully that's like a better explanation of like, you know, the mission statement and like what we're trying to do as creators. Anything you wanted to add, Maddie? I feel like I just like talked for like five minutes straight. <laughs> no, that was literally you. I know when you're like, I, you always like put things so eloquently. So <laughs> just that's exactly it. Like, and I think like the biggest thing with like the own piece too, I think so many creators kind of like you guys mentioned are so afraid to like ask their worth or don't even know like what quote unquote, their worth would be considered. And I think MNI, that was a really important thing for us coming into the podcast is to encourage people to charge their worth, to tell people what we're charging and having that transparency. Because again, both of us came from business backgrounds. Like I'm literally in sales. So I understand that portion of content creation. A lot of people don't feel like, you know, sales is a part of content creation, but really it is like you're pitching yourself to brands, you're negotiating with brands. Like it's a huge piece of what we do. And as content creators, we wear so many different hats. We are literally, we are salespeople. We are marketers. We are copywriters. We are photographers. We are editors. We are models. We are hair. We are makeup. Like we do so much that brands used to pay thousands upon thousands of dollars for. And we are offering that all in one kind of concise package. And including the advertising space on top of that, like before all of everything else, like before even posting on your feed, we are offering so much value. So I think that was a big thing for us kind of going in because I mean, you hear the word influencer and so many people scoff and they're like, oh, everyone's an influencer nowadays. But like, re- like because of that, it devalues so much of like what 
creators do and so much of what we put into our work. So I think a big thing for us was really just getting creators to recognize their value to if someone scoffs at influencer, you scoff right back and you just say, no, we are proud of what we do. We're proud of like everything that we contribute to brand partnerships. Like Emma and I have both been featured in advertisements and things like that. Like, you know, like we are making a difference for these brands and like we understand the value that we bring. And so I think that's, you know, really a big piece behind that owning your brand that we really want to bring to our podcast is really just empowering creators to know that they are worth it, that they can charge more and I think that will just help the industry overall. The more people are transparent about that, because as women, like we're always, you know, we've been societally told not to talk about money. Like it's a taboo and, you know, to kind of keep that on the DL and <laughs> really like talk about it because it's, you know, you know, not your place. But how else are we going to know what to charge and how else are we going to know what? other people are doing and so I think that's a big thing for us with our podcast yeah transparency was just like so huge for me um I tell the story on the podcast but when I started taking just like blogging and Instagram more seriously and I asked one of the Seattle bloggers like I was so confused I didn't know people were making money and I was like how do you make money and she's like you know you just throw a number out there and you see if and I was like throw a number like (laughs) and so what does that mean and so I think like it has it's getting better I do think as we normalize like talking about rates talking about how to charge what to charge how you know all of that stuff and also just like how you build your community and how you expand your brand and your influence because I think there's also lots of questions and confusion around that Um, I just know it like makes the industry better and hopefully right like I actually had one creator in California um She's like, hey, I actually like I I see you talking about negotiating. I see you talking about asking to be paid. She's like, I actually took this advice and I applied it to um, my corporate career. And I landed like my first job and I'm starting out at six figures because I actually like negotiate. And I was like, oh, my God, like, yes, like, yes, I know we're specific, like speaking specifically to creators, but like these best practices and like these encouragement and the push to be transparent, especially around what you get paid as women and women of color, right? Like this can help you too, like and translate in other fields and other careers. So yeah, yeah, it's so kind of valuable. That way. Yeah, no, it's so <laughs> valuable, especially right now with how different Instagram is and how I mean, photos that I used to post would get thousands of likes. And now Instagram's like, sorry, you got to make reels. And I'm like, sorry, I don't want to. And so it is hard when you are you don't really know a ton. And I was even having a conversation with somebody for the podcast and they were talking about advertising and, I, and they were like, so, you know, how much would you charge? And I'm like, well, I was like, good question. No, Nobody ever wants to tell you. I do know people are getting $50 million Spotify deals, but I don't really know exactly what to do. So let me Google it. And so I'm hoping that a lot of like this can go into the space of TikTok because, you know, 16 year olds are making millions of dollars on TikTok more than that. And so it's like. I, I'm I'm really happy that you guys talk about this and you put this out because then it can spread to every single platform or even like the girl who got that corporate job. I think it's so important. Yeah, and I think like the flip end with TikTok, I just had a conversation about this on Clubhouse. Um, one of the girls who reached out is, has she's 70K on TikTok and a company reached out to her 
and they want her to make in-house TikTok videos, they offered her $1,000 for 10 videos. Oh my 10 gosh. videos. And she was like, I think this is too low. And I was like, don't. it's too low. Yeah, like, way, it's way too, too low. Don't <laughs> accept that. I, well, I didn't say don't accept that. I, I, I just said, like, let's think about this. Like, yes, you're a stay-at-home mom. So if you have to go into this showroom and you need to film, you have to hire a babysitter. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, suddenly your $1,000 is like... Nothing. You're going to be gone. paying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It starts so. with us. It starts with us saying no. No to the free products and saying yes to to making money. And I think that's so important. Yeah. It's all about like knowing your worth. And yeah. I, I feel like that's just like, you know, the very like if you like really break it down it's like no you're worth so much more than that and it's crazy because you know 10,000 divided by 10 and then or 10,000 I wish it was maybe it should be 10,000 I wish it was 10,000 divided by 10 nothing that's nothing yeah and and so you know that alone yeah that's that's actually that's so insane and so that's the thing like that's when you just renegotiate but it's good that she was like I think that's too low and you're like absolutely I (laughs) know you're worth way more than that yeah and so it just takes other women who like are in the space to be able to recognize that and be like hey you know what these companies are playing the same game that you're trying to play Mm -hmm. they're trying to lowball you and what you need to do is highball them and then come to this like middle ground or more than that yeah so that's so Um, good one thing I wanted to just like it's related bring up um one of like a really great piece of advice that i learned along my career is to echo other women so this specifically came in like the scenario was like you're in a conference room um and when you're in a male dominated dominated industry sometimes um i don't know if you've had this experience i have where like a woman will present an idea and everyone in the room kind of just like listens like whatever but then the guy will next to her will say the same idea and they're like great idea jim or whoever joe whoever and the girl's like wait what i like just said this and so then um this it was like such a great piece of advice if there's another woman in the room echo the other women like Mm. take a stop and say oh my gosh olivia that was a great idea like i really glad i'm so glad you said this and you're presenting this like what is you know what do we think about this and like we can do that in our podcast space. We can do that in the influencer space, right? We echo other women like, yes, I'm obviously not going to call out names and not to like shame anybody, but it's like when we highlight real experiences and like real like brand opportunities that come up where we know they're being lowballed, like we're able to like highlight and like show like, hey, if you're experiencing this, this is not because a brand doesn't value you. They're literally just trying to like get the most content out of the smallest amount that they can pay mm-hmm. right which is a business thing and so um hopefully that kind of makes sense right it's like we and you you know in a podcast you echo each other so um just a great practice i feel like in life so i love yeah. that yeah that's so good and it's also just teaching the brands like well you can't can't do that to everyone yeah and also yeah i the girl i was chatting with about this i was like a thousand dollars i was like if they had a a videographer if they had a team of people on site to like film that thousand dollars wouldn't even be the catering bill for the day yeah that's so true so I'm like let's just again that's all just like trying to like put it into perspective and hopefully she goes and negotiates or she'll she'll figure out what like what's Mm -hmm. right for her but I'm just like trying to like present other 
perspectives (laughs) so she's able to like make a better decision so Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome um okay well we always like for our last question we like to ask our guests what their silver lining is so something good that came from something bad or challenging I know we've talked a lot about COVID and all that stuff so this can be in any time frame whatever comes to your guys's mind okay my silver lining um and I think it's just because I'm so reflective today I think one silver lining from the pandemic is like being in our first house house hunting was a nightmare last summer (laughs) um and you guys know this um I know like the housing market did not slow down in the Pacific Northwest it just like continued to climb and um I was like just very stressed out about a multitude of things and house hunting I was like really like this this time this summer we were literally like seeing houses Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday and just like trying to like get into a home and so um silver lining at least from the pandemic like we were able to find a home even though it was so crazy and like now I get to like focus on home renovations yay Yay. (laughs) okay that's my silver lining (laughs) (laughs) I love it I'm so excited to see your house run like the ideas that you guys have on paper are so cute I like I with our house like we just we're not planning any reservations but like I have so many different things that I want to do and I'm just like they're all in my head and hearing you talk about the renovations that you're doing just keep making me want to do it I'm like no Maddie we need a budget for this we need to save we are not just putting this all on credit cards um for me I think the silver lining for the pandemic I think for me I was just like really like burnt out. Honestly, I was overwhelmed. I remember the last thing before the pandemic, I had a content creator event and I had like friends asking me to hang out. And then I was working late at work every day. And I was trying to figure out like when I was going to fit in time to engage with my audience. Like I would schedule that time on the bus home. And it was just, it was so much. And obviously like I'm still doing a lot now, but I just, I think the pandemic was really like my wake up call, realizing how much more energy I had when I could just say no to things and like be able to just focus on myself and really what brought me joy and like filled like like filled my purpose like was so much so I think that for me like even though the pandemic was obviously like horrible and there were so many different like things that made like life got so much harder I think I am very grateful that from it I learned you know how to say no more and recognize that the people that love and understand you will like recognize like when you need that space but also will recognize like when you know they need to kind of push back and say no like you're really stressed let's just go hang out so I think that was a really big self-care lesson for me and a silver lining that I think I took away from all the craziness yeah that's so good yeah okay so tell everybody where we can find you guys and your podcast and all of that stuff
<laughs> and that's pretty much it. Awesome. Dang, we need to get on TikTok. What I are we know. doing? Ugh. Okay, we well, got to get to work. because of you. So, yeah. Oh, come on. Okay. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for being on the show. We had so much fun and we're excited to be on your guys' podcast. And yeah, so thank you so much. Thank you guys for having Thanks, us. This ladies. was so fun. All right, Shakers, thank you so much for listening. We obviously had so much fun with Emma and Maddie. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that we are actually going to be on their podcast as well. So make sure to check it out, the Content Creatives Podcast. You, of course, can find all of the links to their socials and their podcast in the show notes below. And honestly, I just love this episode so much to just bring to light that you have to ask for what you want and you really can pursue things, whether it's in the content creation space or whether that that's in a different job. And I just really believe that their podcast is making such a difference and it's so cool to echo other women like Emma has said. And so we are really excited to have them on the show, to be on their show. So again, check them out at the Content Creatives Podcast and you can check out their personal accounts, which they're like the cutest people ever. Trust me, you want to see them. Head below to the show notes. And I think that's it. So we will shake it up with you guys next Tuesday.